do you do when you're afraid? Like, what physical position does your body take? When you're ready to receive a blow from someone, what do you do? Or when you feel that gnawing in the pit of your stomach that's so strong it makes you queasy, what do you do with your shoulders and your back? What do you do with your head and your face? Anyone? Well, I can tell you that when my toddler comes at me at 5 a.m. wielding the wooden truck, I duck and cover. I cover my face with my hands. And even when he isn't winding up with some bludgeoning object, you never know what a toddler is going to do when you close your eyes. Yet, when we're afraid, that's exactly what we most often do. We close our eyes, we curl our backs around to protect our soft tummies. We hunch our shoulders to draw our heart right into the center of our bodies. We make our heads and our hearts to be as protected and unreachable as possible. We squeeze our eyes shut. We wish it all away. Fear makes us close up. The feeling of fear whether it's for your body or for your emotional safety, whether it's fear on someone else's behalf, something you are seeing happening or something that you observe in the world. That fear is all based on vulnerability. My first year as a priest, I preached a sermon on vulnerability, and my rector told me afterward that no one in the congregation, which was exclusively white and almost completely upper middle class, had ever felt vulnerable in their entire lives. They had no idea what I was talking about. I think he was selling them short. And I think that every person in this room, coming from different backgrounds and life experiences as we have, knows what it feels like to be vulnerable, to be scared. You know, scripture says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And there are some who say that fear in that passage doesn't really mean shaking in your boots. It it just means respect. But if we take a moment to reflect on how naked we are, in front of an all-knowing, all-seeing God. I can't imagine that any of us wouldn't feel afraid. There isn't one of us who wouldn't feel vulnerable. Most of what the world tells us, most of what we're told when we buy things at the grocery store, or pay our money to the government for taxes, all to keep us safe, to keep us secure, to help us feel protected. Military spending and apples that are grown without any pesticides. And most of us see the primary, most common responses of people on television, or maybe in our own workplace, in books or in the news or in line at the gas station or a television show. These responses of fear and of defensiveness, avoiding desperately 
any kind of vulnerability. Think about the attitude on the highways in this city. It's about going fast and making sure that everybody else gets out of your way. No vulnerability. Striking fear in others. Think about the news reports that we read. Someone lying to protect themselves and their own interests. People in power using money and influence and privilege to keep themselves safe, no matter what it costs other people. Most of us don't even realize when we are reacting to something that comes across our world out of fear, when we're grasping at someone else's throat, figuratively, I hope, because we're afraid to instead look at ourselves and the mess that we are in. We don't even recognize when we're spewing venom at our spouses or children or coworkers or a complete stranger that really we're afraid of what we see in ourselves that might be reflected in someone else. Or we might be worried about where our own place is in the world, our security, whether we've been forgotten. This is a natural reaction. And Jesus tells us in the gospel passage this morning that it will happen when scary things swirl around in the world. Jesus said there will be signs on the earth, distress among nations. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. And so what does Jesus tell us to do about this? We may agree or disagree on what exactly the signs are or which are the scariest swirling powers in the world or when exactly this might happen. But the one thing we can control, something over which in this tangled up and chaotic world we do have power, is the way that we choose to respond to fear and to insecurity, the way we choose to behave when we feel vulnerable. And what does Jesus Christ tell us to do when there are scary things swirling around. He tells us to open up. Now when these things begin to take place, scripture says, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. This wasn't just a do as I say, not as I do kind of thing for Jesus because that's exactly what he did. Jesus, the Son of God, with all avenues open to him, came into the world as an infant, a totally dependent person, vulnerable person. And he came as a baby to a poor young woman. And not only was she poor, but owing to her untimely swollen belly, she was talked about. And not only was she of questionable character to those who looked at her, and not only was she poor, but she was a Jew in the Roman Empire. Before her son's second birthday, the little family became asylum seekers. 
I can't think of many more ways that Jesus could have set himself up to be vulnerable. He really put himself in a bad position. And why? Because vulnerability, being open when you're afraid, being exposed when people are looking for cover, that's where God works. It's where God makes transformation happen. God changes lives when we're afraid and we're open. Think about the biggest moments in your own life or in any person's life when you welcome a new life into your own, whether it's through the dangerous work of childbirth or the fragile work of adoption, the self-denying work of marriage, or the pride-poking work of friendship. These are some of the moments when we are closest to God's heart. Because at the heart of God is intimacy and closeness with humanity. That's why Jesus came to be close to us, as the collect this morning said. So in those times when we're forced into close proximity with one another through mundane relationships or everyday interactions, or by choosing our friends or church family, that's where we come up against vulnerability and where God wants to make us into something new and beautiful, his precious creation. There are moments when the worries of this life, the lies of this world, the swirling powers of chaos, they all fall away. And we see most clearly God's great love in the face of another person. These precious, fragile moments of vulnerability, of fear, though we often meet them and react to them with anger and striking out at someone else or with curling in on ourselves, these are the moments we're offered a different path. God shows us the path of love in those moments, calling us to join him on the road of redemption, to open our hearts in moments of fear, to stand up and raise our heads toward his glorious hope. In this dawning holiday season, I'm certain that each one of us will face myriad moments of fear and gnawing in our stomachs, waves of defensiveness and temptations to anger. But let us pray as we will this morning that God would enter our hearts, transform our minds, and make us a new creation through his son, Jesus Christ.